when you're coming from a growth mindset, what you're accepting is the world around you is changing. You're accepting that uncertainty, but what you're able to do better is to adapt to that change at a much faster rate. G'day everyone, I'm David Boyer. Welcome back to the CA Catalyst, Shaping the Practice of Tomorrow podcast. Throughout this series, we've been talking a lot about change. We're talking about new ways to do things, how and why you should do it. But one of the challenges when we talk like that is many of us like the way we work now. Well, I think that change should be open to everyone. Everyone should have the right and the ability and feel supported to improve themselves and improve the work that they do. And there are ways to do that. One of those ways is adopting something called the growth mindset. Now, the growth mindset has been around for a long time. It's nothing new, but I found an accountant who specializes in it. Her name is Glyn Bailey. This episode is a full interview I did with Glyn, where we discuss the ways you can change and an actual framework to help you do it. These are tools that you can use every day to take advantage of the ideas we've shared in this show. So please relax, enjoy yourself, and take note of this special interview with Glyn Bailey. Joining us now is Glyn Bailey. Glyn is a performance coach who develops very structured ways to help individuals work on themselves to get from one place to a future place that they desire to get to. Glyn, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, David. We're talking about growth mindset because this is a idea that I stumbled upon. It is a little bit buzzwordy. But when I started researching it, I found it extremely valuable and sort of positioned myself as somebody who has a growth mindset. Mm. I also thought that it was a great tool to help anyone get from a way of working that we've worked for a very long time to a new way, you know, for the purposes of what we're talking about here, using a lot of technology and, and climbing up the value chain. But to get started, what is the growth mindset and its opposite, the fixed mindset? Great. Well, Carol Dweck wrote a lot about growth mindset. She's got a whole book on it. But to simplify it for this podcast, it's really breaking it down into two components, talent and abilities. Some people believe they've got an innate talent for something. I'm going to pick the example of playing a guitar. I'm born with that skill. I can pick up a guitar. I can riff with it. And it comes naturally. I'm a musician. Other people will believe that they want to be a guitarist they're not born with an innate talent around it but will take instruction coaching do the 10,000 hours as Malcolm Gladwell will say and develop their talent for playing the guitar through a learning mindset so growth mindset is the difference between believing I've been born with all the talents that I've got and therefore if I didn't get a certain talent tough luck versus actually I've got a set of talents that perhaps I was born with but actually I can cultivate significantly more through a learning mindset. Many accountants will automatically think that we have a growth mindset because by definition we went through an arduous learning journey to become chartered accountants and that's why we're so proud of our designation in the CA or FCA letters after our name that we put proudly on our business cards. Absolutely. But that remains within the technical domain. Mm. Is the ability to grow and learn from a technical knowledge base 
transferable to other areas of business like our soft skills, like our leadership, like change management? Absolutely. When you're thinking about your accountancy qualification, and I'm a qualified accountant, so I've been through the same journey, you're learning examples around what does it mean from a tax compliance perspective, governance. There's a whole heap of accounting standards that we're learning to get get to that base foundation. But the application of that is only really covered towards the end of the qualification. And you bring it out into the real world and the examples that you get given to you in real world business context don't necessarily always match the same examples that you've got within your qualification. But when you're taking that from a an environment into the world that you're operating in, those technical skills being applied, you're responding to different circumstances and scenarios. So when it comes to having a growth mindset, whilst you've got a foundation, you've got to be able to know how to solve new problems that weren't perhaps problems that you had wrote, learned through the qualification. But often people think because I've learned a qualification, I've got all the skills I'm, I've needed, that's enough. But really what you've got to ask yourself is, is the landscape that you're operating in the same as it was when you qualified? Technology is taking a bigger role in our environment. We are constantly, as consumers, when we think about even how, how often the new iPhone model and digital ways of working and how we connect with each other now are changing We've got to find new ways of keeping up as consumers. So certainly as business owners, there's even more need and propensity to be able to stay ahead of where the trends are going. And if you don't have a growth mindset, if you think you've got all of the, the skills and the, 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 the knowledge that you need already to be able to do what you do, then by default, you're actually going to be going backwards. So that's the theory. And I think that most of us will look at that and say, great, I'm a growth mindset person because I continually learn tax updates or I continually learn how my children interact on the internet. But within our business, sometimes it's very samesy, samesy. It's a a known for accounts. We just look at last year's work papers and copy it again and don't think about Mm. doing things differently. What are some uh, ways that listeners, what are some tools listeners can use to test where they are on the fixed versus growth mindset continuum? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the key thing here is recognizing when we're talking about growth mindset from fixed mindset, what we're trying to do is move both from the left brain to the right brain, because the left brain is the logic, analytical, rational side. The right brain is the more creative, more fluid, less structured. And if we can move between those, actually what we get is the the best of ourselves and the impact we have with others. But a way to test whether or not you're really a growth mindset person is ask yourself, when was the last time I introduced something new into my day? Because you might be telling yourself, hey, I learn the latest tax updates and I keep up to date with my CPD hours and invest in myself. But are you doing the same thing every single day when you're driving or commuting to work? Are you taking the same route? Because if you are, that's a fixed mindset. It's doing what I've always done before. Are you looking at the menu in your local restaurant and choosing the same meal that you had last time? Because 
yeah, that's an example of fixed mindset. I'm doing what I've always done before because I know it works as opposed to testing something new on the menu and trying it out and seeing if that gives me the chance to experience a greater experience than the the one that I had previously. Now in our jobs, it's really easy to go, well, this is working. Why would I change up something that's working? But what we then do is carve deeper lines in our brains, pathways about doing things the way we've always done before. And if the environment and the context of where we're working is changing around us, our ability to adapt to that is compromised. So you have to keep trying new ways, mainly because it's it's formulating greater strength in the right part of your brain, which allows you to be more innovative, more creative, and much better at problem solving than you would be if you did the same thing you always did. I'll add another test in there. If listeners are listening to this and heard you, Glenn, talking about the right brain and decided to switch off, Mm -hmm. that's a fair sign you're a fixed mindset person. But if you are still listening, we've got got some tools for you that are really going to help. Okay. Now, let's just say that you've identified that actually, even though I like to think I'm a growth mindset person, a lot about me is pretty fixed. What are some steps, what are some things that listeners can do to identify, well, we've spoken about identifying, but actually start to change that Mm. so they can start participating in all the other ideas that we're talking about on this podcast series? Yeah, I guess the first thing is to acknowledge the landscape that you're in. So you're a business owner, technology is rapidly shifting in the marketplace. Therefore, your clients' expectations of your services are perhaps changing as a result of that. As a consequence, your team and your leaders that are working with you and around you need to be upskilling themselves in order to be able to serve your clients and your business better. And therefore, what that means for you as a leader, you've got to be ahead of all of that. So in terms of trying to make that initial shift around that change piece, how do you how do you develop a growth mindset? How, how do you make change happen? I've got a framework which talks about taking you on a journey from your head to your heart. Now that might, you might think, gosh, as an accountant, why am I interested in that journey? It sounds very softy, softy. It does then. sound really softy, softy, but I promise you it gets results. So given that I am an accountant and I focus on, return on investment, and it is all about driving value. This framework is called the HEART framework. And HEART, David, stands for hope, energy, action, resilience, and trust. And why is that important? Because hope is about us setting the destination. So as a leader, you need to know where you're headed in order to then be be able to determine what the next step you're going to take to get you there. If you don't have clarity of that vision, that destination that you've set for yourself and you don't have a belief you can move towards it, anything you do after that is not going to be intentional. It's not going to be focused around the results you're trying to achieve. So hope and your destination becomes your primary step. So what is the problem you're looking to solve for your clients right now? Do you know what your business direction and vision looks like for the next five years can you see what the end goal is for yourself in service of your clients needs is it just doing their tax returns or are you thinking about a value add solution that's really going to drive impact and change in their world so identify first of all what is your hope for yourself and your business 
The second stage is energy and really energy is the fuel for that destination because without fuel, you're unlikely to get very far. So fuel for me is energy in four steps. It's physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Now physical for me is body. It's around understanding your health. It's understanding um, how flexible you are. Are you exercising? Are you sleeping? Are you nourishing yourself with the right foods? Are you drinking enough water? Because if you don't do all of that for your body, your ability to be able to move forward, to have the right emotional energy and mental energy for what you want to achieve is somewhat compromised. Are you suggesting that there is a link between drinking water and moving up the value train as a trusted business advisor? 100%. 100%. I think a lot, a lot of coffee-swindling accountants might find that unusual, Glenn. Absolutely. But it's tried and tested. You know, 70% of our body mass is made up of water. We need to feed ourselves with the right right in, inputs in order to get the outputs. And if an accountant's mind's anything to go by, we already know bad data in is not likely to get you good outcomes. So it's the same with your body put in good nutrients, you're likely to get the good brain results. And you need to have that in order for your fuel to drive you to your destination. You are not going to have clear mental energy to make uh, problem solving, concise decisions that serve your clients and your team and your business if you're not looking after the physical aspects of your body. So that's your energy in a nutshell. The third component is action. And what I really mean around this is aligned, authentic action. Because you can have a vision for where you want your business to go, the problems that you want to serve for your clients, how you want your team to show up and engage. You can have all of the fuel, but if you spend your days still doing the same things you've always done before and don't start closing the gaps that might be existing to your new vision, the new destination you've set for yourself, you're not going to be going in the direction that you want. So it's like getting in your car, having fuel and then going in the wrong direction towards your destination than the one that you've set for yourself. And and the direction element and setting it yourself comes at the start of this process. Exactly. That's the hope piece. That's the where do I want, what do I hope for for my business and for myself and It's a nice my little team. loop you've got in this framework. Indeed, it does. It, it's a virtuous circle, I like to think, because if I take you then to the fourth step, which is resilience, it's about how am I overcoming the obstacles that I might might come across along the way? Because let's face it, the landscape's changing. If technology is moving faster than it ever has before, we need to be comfortable to be able to test those technologies with our clients, our our staff, in order to be able to learn whether they deliver the results that we want. And it is likely when we test, we will learn things. And most likely through failure do we learn. And if you don't have the resilience to recover after failure, if you don't fail quickly, and then pick yourself back up, you're unlikely to continue to take aligned action to get the result. And then the last step on the fifth step is trust, because trust is really about cultivating confidence. Your clients need to have trust in you, they need to have trust in your technology, and they need to have trust in your people. If you don't have that, there isn't the change journey that they will join you for. So the components of the heart framework, they all loop. And if you don't have trust in yourself, you're unlikely 
to have trust in your vision either. So as I said before, it's, it's a virtuous circle that does does feed and support change. Uh, that is fantastic. I strongly recommend uh, listen back to that, listeners, and write it down and, and try to implement it. I stumbled upon this growth mindset uh, way of thinking, and I really think I could have achieved more quicker if I had a process. And it's very easy to work out where my gaps are if I use that as a method. Mm. Why, though, now is this getting so much attention? It seems to me that we're in an era of extreme change both in terms of the regulatory environment that accountants work in, a lot of political uncertainty that comes in through that mm-hmm. as well. Um, but in particular, we have changing workforces, we have changing technological needs, we have changing customer expectations. Is is the rate and the pace and the amount of things that are changing part of the reason why growth mindset is getting so much attention at the moment? Absolutely it is. It's, it's faster than it's ever been before. We have more access to data, to information than we've ever had. The amount of content that's been produced on social media, we're overwhelmed. And what you described there was a significant amount of uncertainty that we're facing into the future. If change is happening at the pace that it is, what it brings with it is this uncertainty about where things are going to go. And if you don't have a growth mindset, what it doesn't allow you to do is adapt to that changing environment to be able to navigate how quickly your landscape, your clients, your competition is changing and if you stay fixed to what you've always done before, it there's only one way, is backwards. Uh, nobody wants to go backwards. No. But, but for a lot of people, though, despite the awareness of change, we still believe that what we're doing right now is good and is okay and is profitable and my clients seem to be happy. Yeah, absolutely. But we've all seen how quickly technology has come in and disrupted the market. You know, the hotel industry didn't think that there was a problem with people choosing their hotels to buy beds. But when Airbnb came along, it disrupted the entire market. We're now selling rooms in our own homes. The taxi industry was interrupted by Uber. What's to stop our businesses in accounting being disrupted by someone else that's looking at the problem that we're solving very differently to the way we're looking at it? I want to talk about mindset in general, though, because that is a real softy, softy, airy-fairy word for the majority of finance people. Why is it important to to get in the right mindset before I start on any change journey that I'm about to go on? Mm. Because we're human. And when we talk about soft, soft, actually what we're navigating is uncertainty and what uncertainty brings is a very natural human response, which is fear. And if we're in fear, the results that we will get will be motivated from that place, which is all about value protection rather than value creation. When you're coming from a growth mindset, what you're accepting is the world around you is changing. You're accepting that uncertainty. But what you're able to do better is to adapt to that change at a much faster rate. So therefore, the fear is less and you actually start building into your ecosystem the way you solve for problems, looking for new ways of doing things. You bring innovation in 
you have greater creativity. So it's it's growth mindset is it's necessary. And the the softer skills around that is allowing you to access it. So that is greater empathy for your stakeholders. So beginning to start asking the questions, if I've got a vision for my business in the future, does that actually align with my clients' expectations of the service they're seeking? And until I'm able to listen clearly to what they're saying, until I'm able to understand and empathize with their world, Am I going to be able to make better decisions around my choice of investment in the technology options that are available to me, the leadership skills that my team need to be able to navigate that? Do I even know what problem I'm looking to solve? You can't do any of that until you actually develop those soft skills, which is around raising awareness. And I look at it and go, say if I think about technology and body language now, Kids growing up in this generation that are spending their entire time glued to the screen will have less awareness on how to read someone's body language in the future as a result. Now, with accountants and our value creation, our ability to understand our client needs when we're dealing with them face to face is going to be necessary, but it doesn't require our technical skills to be able to land that. We've uncovered a lot in the last 20 minutes or so. What's one thing that accountants and our listeners, our dear, dear listeners can do right now to get themselves on a good path to to dealing with some of the stuff we've spoken about? One of the first things I would say to do is identify what your hope is for the future. What's the vision that you've got for yourself and your business? And then look at what actions are you taking and where is the gap between your knowledge and the way you're executing to that vision. And then I'd say get on to the CA's Catalyst program because there's a whole heap of resources there that can help you identify how to close those gaps. Glenn Bailey, do you have anything else that you want to say to our listeners? Lead with heart, have a growth mindset. Thank you, Glenn. Now, you could probably tell I'm pretty excited by the ideas that Glenn shares, and in fact, I've used some of them in my life. I said at the start of the show that I felt being able to change was something every chartered accountant should have the right and ability and skill to do, but for some of us, it may be harder than others. If this is proving to be quite a challenge for you, there are so many resources the Chartered Accountants offers to help you out. Just head to the CA Wellbeing website to get some of those tools. In fact, the Chartered Accountants Advisory Group provides free and confidential advice for anyone going through some troubling times or some massive career decisions. But if you just want to have a chat about this stuff, head to the MyCA portal and jump on the Catalyst community. I'll be there to have a chat with you.